0: Welcome to Electrician Live with your host Paul Abernathy and Jay Brunberg.
1: Hey everybody, welcome
0: to another episode of Electrician Live. My name is Paul Abernathy, your host as always, and welcome to the actual live stream here at Electrician Live. And of course, it wouldn't be a show without my guest host, or is he a guest host? Or maybe, again, he's a permanent host, introducing, you know who it is, Jay Grunberg. Oh, and I don't hear Jay.
1: Hey, hey, everybody. There he is. There he is. I hey. thought, you know what? I
0: thought he did like one or two shows, and I'm like, he said, forget this, Jack, and I'm out of here, you know? But, <laughs> but no, he's there. He's there. And he also, Jay, do you want to introduce our special guest for tonight in this topic?
1: Of, of course. I'd be the glad guns? to introduce him. He's actually part of the Wired Up crew, my newest residential wireman, Chris Pacheco.
2: Awesome! Say hi, to everybody. Chris.
0: What's up, everybody? Hello, hello. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we got it. He brought the cheering crowd. All right. Awesome. Okay. Well. Um, also, as always, we want to remember that there are people over-watching in the actual uh, podcast over on Electrician Live. You can always listen to it there. Of course, we're also syndicated on Spreaker, Deezer, iHeartRadio, Apple Tunes. Google Play, whatever you want to listen to, wherever your favorite podcasts are listened to, you can listen to us. Of course, you can always come over here to the live stream here at the YouTube channel. That is YouTube.com forward slash Master the NEC, and join in with us, be able to chat with us on screen, ask any questions, and we'll do our best to answer those questions. Um, so tonight's episode is kind of a, 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 going to be a good episode because, again, I don't come from any experience being in a union. Um, I've had a lot of interaction with other people that are in union and through the years and taught a lot of in union programs. They allow me uh, to come into their program and teach different things for code again, and I made it out of there live, So everything's good, you know, so we're going to have a discussion on that tonight. So again, as you figured, our topic is union versus non-union, and we have a list of topics and things that we're going to talk about, and we're excited to bring Chris in, um, Pacheco, yes, I got sir, it right. Yes, sir. All right, yes, I got it right.
2: Yes, he did. Pacheco, there you go.
0: Yeah. Well, thanks for coming tonight. And uh,
2: no, most definitely. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, I mean, welcome to the to Wired Up Team. Okay, and uh, don't don't <laughs> just you know don't let him run you off early. All right, so get you in there early. So again, welcome. So, what do you think, Jake? You think it's going to be a good topic? Uh, you didn't come from a union. Yeah, you didn't Did you have any union experience? I think we talked about that before. You had some, didn't you?
1: Yeah, I did. I did. I um when I joined the union, though, I was already a licensed journeyman. Okay. So I came in as a licensed guy from a non-union shop. So when I came in, they kind of they embraced me and we'll we'll talk about it a little bit more when we get to that part, but it was it was definitely um An experience for me, one that I enjoyed, and also I had I have some enjoyment from it and some non enjoyment parts from it, and I'll tell you about that coming. The goods,
0: the goods, and the bads.
1: The goods and the bads, and the the uglies.
0: The good, the bads, and the uglies. Okay, well, we're gonna bring them, bring them all tonight, and kind of share it out there. I think at the end of the day, I can tell you from an educator standpoint, whether you're union or non union, we get this out of the way. Union has great educational opportunities Uh, in. Non-union can as well because there's many outfits that are not unionized, but they are well-organized trainings like IECs and things like that. So there's other different training opportunities that are available. Uh, So, again, training is key. Getting as much training as as possible is always going to be the good thing. But we want to look at what it is as far as electrician working for these different, whether or not you're working in union or non-union. So I guess it's – Basically, I guess first thing I'm for is Chris. Tell us, tell us a little bit about yourself, a little bit. Let us, let us know. I mean, I know you've you're kind of on the downhill slide now, working for Jay. But prior <laughs> prior to that, tell us, you know, tell us a little bit about yourself and, and some of your experiences.
2: Um, you know, about four years, maybe going on my fifth year uh, do, doing electrical work, Paul. Um, and I gotta say, you know, Jay jay and his company it's a blessing in disguise um when i met jay i was struggling to look for electrical work um i had ended my ended my path with the union and everything and trying to go non-union I, i'd never done it before and then uh i've actually done he found me at a, a temp agency is where yeah. he found me and so i uh i ended my course with them my time and and got on with with je he uh welcomed me with open arms and it's just it's just history from there um i believe i am his company's first licensed apprentice to get licensed so awesome. it's it's that that's very good um the man that trained me very very smart man and uh i'm actually also his first apprentice to gain a license so um other than that um I enjoy electrical work very, very much. Um, it's, there's a reason. We, I have a passion for it. There's a reason why I started to do it. Well, you said the
0: guy that trained you was a very smart man, so I was sitting here thinking, do we know each other? Did I, I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, I Actually, I,
1: I think he's talking about our project manager, uh, Chris Westfall, who I brought in. He was a licensed guy who I brought in from an outsource, outside source. And he came in, and he's such such a good, incredible electrician, especially with residential. Awesome. It was a no brainer to have him teach my guys. But uh, to what Chris was saying, we build within our company, and he's mm-hmm. a, he's a great uh, person to explain that. So thanks,
0: okay. Chris. Cool. So, Chris, so take take me back a little bit though. So you did work for Union Outfit.
2: Yes, I did. Yes. So- um, basically how I got started in that is uh. I've always been very handy, you know, with the tool. My father-in-law, he does remodeling. He has his own LLC outfit of, you know, construction. So he was telling me, you know, you you ought to do a trade, like go to an apprenticeship or something. So I just started looking into it. I mean, from sparkies to pipe fitters to tenors, carpenters, I went down the list, um, just weighing my options, pros and cons, seeing Seeing what's out there, and then, when I decided to probably do electrical, um, that's when I started contacting like electrical companies, what's it gonna take to get on with them? Sure. Some of them had some wait lists, uh like the big companies uh, Berg, for example, went out here and they're like, you know we're not accepting apprentices right now, but you could fill out an application if you get accepted, we could bring you on you know this and that and then uh and then my mom had actually told me that my aunt's husband was an electrician. I should talk to him. Okay. So in doing so, you know, I talked to Chris, his name is Chris also. And, uh, yeah, he's like, he, he, he explained, you know, just his career path to me, the way he, he talked to me about it and being an electrician, I, I was moved by it. I was like, okay, this man loves what he does. He, he wakes up every single day, likes going to work doing what he does, the guys he works around. So I, I was sold, but he was union and I had no idea You really? know what I had no idea about the IBEW. So he's like, if you're going to do it, do union. So I said, okay, and the worst they're going to do is tell me no, you know? So I go down to the union hall to the apprenticeship, fill out an application, pay, pay the fees or whatever for that application. The next thing you know, they're calling me back to take my aptitude test. I take my test I get it accepted, and I'm talking like two weeks down the road. I'm on, I'm on a, I'm on the VA job here, in that was here in in uh, in Denver.
0: So, so from the you really you went in, you did an application, then you had to do an aptitude to kind of see whether or not you fall within mm-hmm. the parameters that 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 they want to put the time in. I guess, of course, you know they're putting in their time too with you. It's them mm-hmm. accepting you and you wanting to get the job, but they want people that are gonna that show an aptitude for it. So.
2: You do exactly. the aptitude. It was just, it, it was, it, yeah, it was basically just like a uh basic algebra test. They just wanted to know your math skills to make sure that you had what it take to, you know, at least at least try to put forth the work in their oh. apprenticeship program.
0: Okay. And with and at that point that was your first that's your first electrical job then, right? I mean that's that that's your first experience in in electrical, as you said.
2: Mm, yeah, I was on the VA job for about ten months. Um oh out there working, uh, awesome journeyman, uh, great experience. I mean, it's really cool. You know, I can, I still to this day, uh, drive by this building and I'm like, that was my first electrical gig right there. Green as can be.
0: Okay. So you said that there was a, so I guess we'll probably talk about this and all, but there's, so one of the differences, you know, obviously in a union you, you have a, you have a dues, right?
2: Yes. You have a union dues. Yeah.
0: Okay, is that monthly, annually? I mean, does that come out of your paycheck? It just automatically just comes
2: out. No, no, no. They put it on you from from first year apprentices all the way up to it, you know master master electrician, whatever you know, whatever your status is as far as you know your license. Um, it is your responsibility to pay that that uh, that dues, and it's quarterly is okay. what you pay.
0: Now they probably so, know pretty quickly if you didn't pay it.
2: Yeah, basically, yeah, you'd, you'd get fined, you'd get notices, emails, like, you gotta, gotta pay get your dues if you want to work, you know, exactly get off the job. so. Um, okay. As far as the quarterly thing goes, there are guys where they would pay it, you know, a year in, a year in advance. Uh,
0: just get it over you know, with. know, they, they
2: were able to do that, yeah, just flat out dished out the money for their union dues, and then just not worry about it all four quarters of the year
0: those are the foreman's the leaders the supervisors the ones general foreman's they got the jack
2: exactly exactly me i had to do it every quarter i was every quarter saving away every month i put some money away and then once that that quarter ended i'd have that money saved up to go get my union card is what we had we had to carry on as a union card so basically any guy that can uh, come up to you on the job and you know, flash his union card. Let me see yours. Make sure that, you know, you're paying your dues just like I am.
0: Okay. So you, you would you – would, did you ever get asked to show the card?
2: Yeah, a couple times. Okay. Yeah, actually, I have, yeah, a couple okay. times. And it, it's not like in, in, a, in a wrong way, you know. It's just – Just verify. Uh, table talk, really, yeah. Table okay. talk with the guys at lunch and, oh, union cards are coming out. Let me pull mine out. I paid my dues. You pay your dues. Sure. Um, well, there have been a couple of instances where uh, a guy had not paid his union dues, and he just gets crap the whole day. Uh-oh. <laughs> and that's so, yeah, the guy.
0: <laughs> that's the guy that come the next week pays the year in advance. You know, right, whether, right. Whether he takes out a mortgage or not, he's he's like, I'm not going through this again. He's going to pay it. So, what kind of what kind of training? Uh, you know, I'm I'm a training guy. Um, you mm-hmm. know, and so I, I'm. What kind of training? And I am going to let Jay talk in here, eventually in here. Well, but I'm intrigued, <laughs> you know. I was never a union guy. So yeah. I do know the training because I was involved in, in some of the training and then even done some ghostwriting for some different groups. But what was the training like? What, what did they do once you came on? You became an apprentice. Of course, did you learn specifically mm-hmm. on the job? Or did you, did you have some training that, that they have a program? Ma-
2: majority of my training was – on the job you know i mean in class it was you know i'm, and I'm not trying to you know downplay them or anything sure. but it was like you know just conversations about experience like i'm 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 here to learn and i didn't feel like i was getting that in the classroom so much um, they have a phenomenal uh, pipe bending class that okay. i pretty much aced uh, Jay, jay'll, jay'll tell you i know how to run some pipe pretty well i think it's one of the traits he likes about me the most, but, uh, yeah, but I mean, other than that, it was, it was mainly my journeyman on the job (laughs) that I learned from a lot, a lot of training from the journeyman was great in class. I wasn't, I wasn't too big of a fan. Um, in class, I did get my OSHA 10 OSHA 30.
0: Okay.
2: Um, I got a CPR certified, you know, for CPR on the job.
0: Okay. Okay.
2: Someone needed resuscitation on the job. Um, But yeah, other than that, it was, it was a lot of it was a lot of talk in the class, not mainly on the study. So as far as the books went, I had to go home and read these books myself. Repl- uh, rely on my other uh, first year apprentice guys that were in the same class. Like we get in a study session going. You guys want to do this? And there were study groups also. You know, at at the at the training facility they had. So I went to a couple of those, which are pretty helpful. But
0: okay, but. See, some of the, 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 the unionized groups, depending on where you're at in the country, have a very formal training program, and it is rigorous. And there is the classroom is emphasized very heavily. And in some mm-hmm. areas, I notice it's not so much. It's like, look, we've got the work. You learn that on the job, you know. Yeah. I should also mention tonight, guys, for people that are out there posting, um, Jay's going to be keeping track of the questions, and, of course, he can just – Uh, I haven't gotten the red light button fixed for him yet where it just, everything goes red so he can just stop me from rattling, (laughs) you know, so just speak up, Jay, you know, but um, again, if you have any questions you want to post, I think we should, it's probably good at this point to shout out to the, People that are actually, now you're over on the podcast. Again, I am going to encourage you to come on over to the video stream. Uh, we do this every week, 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. You know what it is. It's over at YouTube.com forward slash Master the NEC. So jump on over here if you want to see this beautiful, shaggy-looking face that simply can't <laughs> grow a beard like it was when I was 18 years old um, and still has the pimple to show it. So you get to come over and see it. Um, but at the end of the day, we wanted to give out a shout-out to uh, Tim Ronbo, uh, three numbers, Joel, yes. Kevin, uh, Artem, Jay, uh, you know, who else we got in there, uh, Jay, um, got the code strong going o. on, got O, O in there, he had, he had there. some, had a question or two or something in there he was asking, uh, or something, O, uh, always oh, asking about a previous episode, uh, Wednesday night episode, he's talking about my exam. So, Chris, yep. I don't know if Jay ever told you, but during the week, I do a live stream for exam prep, and I go over understanding the National Electrical Code and things like that, calculations or whatnot. So, uh, oh, it, it was up, and I pulled it down, but I'll I'll make sure it's back up there you know, later on this evening for you can watch it if you want it. Um, okay, so, Jay, do we have anything Anything you want to add? I mean, again, because now you have some background as well dealing with the union and, um, you know, I want to, I, I, I want to, I want I want some dirt. Come on now. I want some dirt. I yeah, want some so, union dirt.
1: <laughs> so when I came in, I was already a licensed guy. So when I was, I was kind of already seasoned, kind of like what Chris was saying. I already knew how to bend pipe but from the non-union shops. So I came in as, as kind of a.
0: That's conduit and tubing for all of you out there or, who wants to be technically correct. It's. Tuting. Oh, yeah, EMT. <coughs> <laughs> just, just checking.
1: Um, but we did, we did run rigid because um, a lot of this, the shop that I worked for was Sturgeon Electric, which they're a big outfit here in Colorado. You said Sturgeon? We were working Sturgeon, Sturgeon okay. Electric. Okay. And I like their setup. Their setup was pretty neat as far as, like, formal. The dress code was pretty um, standard, but they had white hard hats for their journeymen's and green hard hats for their apprentices. So you could kind of distinguish, you know, what level these guys were at. Whether they were first to fourth, you'd kind of have to ask them. So when I came in, I I, we were on a building that was I don't know it was probably about a thirty thousand square foot building, and I was on the grounding and bonding crew. Um, So I had a foreman who I came and checked into who respected me, and I respected him. And then as you're getting out into the field. These guys ask questions about you, especially if you're a white hat who, who just came in. You're, you're new to the trade. You, you don't have any scuffs on your hard hat. You haven't, you haven't put your dues in for, for the um, union guys yet. So they're, right. they're asking me questions um, and they get to know that I'm from an outside source. And instantly some of those guys will respect you on your knowledge. Other guys will just dog you because you came in from a union, from a non-union source because um, you weren't brought up in their brotherhood, their training. So that's so why I tell guys, if you're going to pick the union, try to go into it like Chris did as a as a first-year apprentice or get into their training because once you become a journeyman and you try to switch over, you have to have some thick skin. Okay. Not that they're all bad. I'm not saying that everybody's bad over there. Union's bad. It was a great time. I learned a lot. Um, very knowledgeable guys. And then the other thing was was breaks. When you're with the union – they set their breaks, their clock in and their clock out time. There's no extra time. You, you take your break at 9.30 on the dot. You go back at 9.45 or 10. You take your lunch at 12. You go back at 12.30, and then you're off at 3.30. You punch out, and you're done. There's none of that, you know, get to a good stopping point and then take your break. It's, it's very uh, – It's
0: automatic. It's, 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 it's the time, and you just – this is the time, and everybody takes the break.
1: That's it. The work will be there, as they say. The work the, the work isn't going anywhere.
0: So. So Chris, did you have any experiences like that? I mean, did you started off. I mean, so you, you started from the very beginning. So you were there. How many years now? You were there for how many years with the union before you switched over to non-union?
2: I was about there about a year and a half. Okay. Um, that was when I completed my first year with them. And then I was pretty much going into my second school year when we had uh, – had a dispute. Um,
0: so they haven't, but they have an apprenticeship program.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: Yes. Is it f- it's, four it, year? It's, it's
2: called the DJ Okay. The Denver joint electrical apprenticeship training committee. Okay. I think is what they are. Yeah. Okay. And they are teamed up with the IBEW. I was with local 68. Okay. Okay. Okay.
0: And so they had, they had a program. So you were in about a year and a half and then de- decided that,
2: yeah, I mean, as far as um, yeah. the politics in it, I wasn't, I wasn't vibing with it, you know, really well. Um, I felt like me personally, I was done over, kind of wrong, but you know,
0: there's politics. Not fault. There's politics you know I mean, in the electrical in. industry.
2: <laughs> what? So they uh
0: no yeah, and, it, and it, you know, it's not, it's not all not them. So, it, it's, it's
2: my part too. It's definitely my my on my part too.
0: Two to tango, right? Two to exactly. Tank.
2: Exactly. I, always say, I will never.
0: I, I always say in a dis, in a dispute like that, it it it, it takes two. Somebody might be mm-hmm. totally wrong, but it still takes two to keep it going, or to say, you know, what's enough, enough, and I just and you just you know you just part ways. Exactly. Now, did exactly. you get any? Did you get any crap from it? Because I mean, obviously, when you left, now did you stay doing electrical? Did did you like when I leave that? I'm like I'm not going. I'm going to take a break, or did you?
2: No. Do, so. Okay, so after that, um, I stayed doing electrical. My father in law he had a he had a friend who was a you know a, a retired Sparky, and he uh, he did electrical work and he needed some help. So the only down part about that is is, is he didn't have an LLC. He w- he wasn't like an official you know company. He was going to pay me cash, right? And I thought it was going to go you know for yield under a little the little table. Wow, yeah, exactly. No, just for like you know a couple months maybe. Like I'll help you out, dude. And ended up going like almost eight months, eight, nine months. ended up helping this guy out. It always happens that way. It just just (laughs) will be a couple weeks, you know, next thing you know, eight months later. (laughs) You know, and so talk for him. He was like, he's like, I think I'm going to retire. I said, you're already retired. He's like, no, I'm really going to (laughs) retire.
0: Full time. I'm gone. I'm done. I
2: was like, yeah, dude, I got to get these hours recorded somewhere. You know, that's legit. And.
0: Yeah, because I mean I don't know the state that well. Of course, you know I teach people to pass codes and, and tests and things in the state, but I'm pretty sure that y'all have to log a certain amount of hours, don't you, for 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 testing? Mm-hmm. And so y- even to get your license, mm-hmm. you you have to log it. So I would imagine you're not logging any of this 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 under the table time, right? You, you just, no, not at not all. Me.
2: Like all eight, like just eight months of it. Just so that was kind of like my break, basically right. from it. You know, so. Um.
0: Now do you have friends yeah, then, that are still in the union? The people you know that I've are still in the I've got a couple
2: pals. I, I don't know if they're still in the union. Um there was a guy from Indianapolis. He came out to Denver was looking for, you know, s- some type of job, like part-time job or something. Ended up filling out the same application I did, taking the same test I did and it's like, "Oh, now you're in a career, bro." There you go. And he's like, "Well, I guess I'm <laughs> staying in Colorado." So There you uh, go. You know,
0: again, in all fairness to the union, again, when we talk about union versus non-union, they're, they're, there's a lot. I, obviously, I'm connected with a lot of electricians around the country. And I know quite a few that are in a union. I never brought up the conversation with them about it, uh, but they seem very happy. And again, mm-hmm. they're very loyal. The union, I will tell you, the IBW guys are, are extremely loyal. Um,
2: yeah, they, they have they a lot are. of pride yeah, that they, they, they carry. You know, so, nice. that
0: they do. You know, and again, that's that, to them, that's a family that sticks together, and, and you know, and again, if you're in that click of that union and that area or that location or that lot, um, I was to say lodge, that, union, that area, then I can see where over time, you know, things just get very repetitious on the job. Everybody knows their role, their task, and every you know, so it can be real flowing. Um,
2: yeah,
0: but a new person Thanks. coming in. You know, coming in now, did your union y'all were in or the one that did that allow others to come in from other parts of the country if they move that area and just come right into that union? If they were part of the union, they could just just come right in and, you know, what do they do? I mean, do they have to go fill out paperwork to do that as well, transfer or something from one union to another? Or is it just they got their card from their union? They come and say, hey, I got a union card and and, and they get to do work.
2: So basically, it's like uh, I had a couple journeymen who were from out of state, um, a couple from Las Vegas, um, one, a couple from Arizona, one from Arizona, or a couple from Arizona. And from my understanding of it, basically, you know, their, their union back home said, hey, neighboring state Colorado has XYZ projects, and they need, they need help. You know, okay. would you like to go out there? So basically, these guys sign up to come to Colorado, but they are in their union. So there's there's what's called two books.
0: Okay.
2: There's book one and book two. Book one.
0: I like that. You know, there's two books back here. Book one. <laughs> book two. Not like yeah, some the, special the, book. It's just book one. Book two. That's that's what we call them. That's <laughs> the official name for them. Book one. Book
2: two. And they, that is exactly what they are. So you got book one for your guys that are, you know, home who live in that state. And then book two are those guys are the guys that came from, you know, Arizona, Las Vegas. They came to Colorado to work, but they are under book two.
0: OK.
2: Um, and really, all that entails is if uh, layoffs happen.
0: So they might whatever, be book, whatever one-
2: book you got to sign.
0: So book one might be is they might be even though they were the union somewhere else they might be classified technically as non union there even though they're allowing them to work because they're union somewhere else, but then book two would be the legit ones from the area that are union that that are legit.
2: Opposite. Opposite. Uh, okay. Yeah. Book one is is guys who who lived, like Colorado, um, Colorado guys mm-hmm. who graduate the apprenticeship in colorado are book one okay so like for instance jay going into the union because he he got his journeyman outside for uh for non-union he got his journeyman non-union he goes into the union he's book two book one are union guys okay from colorado i, I,
1: I think that's because that's their um What do they call that seniority? They have to, you know, you you start with that seniority system. Um, I know one of the one of the guys in our chat, the numbers, he he was saying that you're supposed to do a transfer. So you must if if you're coming from a different state, I would imagine you have to do some kind of transfer papers. Um, He also said book one for non-union. So I'm not sure if that's, yeah, no. That's so
0: you're, you know, you're sure right. Not. And then Jonathan is in the chat as well. And I know John, Jonathan is very knowledgeable mm-hmm. on this and he says book one is is local hands. Book two is travelers. Okay. Which, mm-hmm. which would make, you know, okay. like kind of goes along, goes along the lines you, you would say. Um, and so, you know, the beautiful thing, I think, I guess you can look at two different ways and that takes me into my next question. I hear that when you have union layoffs, you have to go sign a book uh or, or put your name somewhere prior to answering that question or giving me y'all's insight on that I'm thinking observation wise and i'll answer this we'll answer this question first work that gets the the amount of work to be done is if you do get laid off. Is there a lot more work for the for the that's available in the area in most areas for the union? I know that where I'm from in Virginia, it wasn't very unionized. But I would think in areas where the union is big, they're getting are they getting the majority of the work? So again, if if I wanted to go into it and I wanted to make sure that I was gonna have a steady work, would it be union or would it be non-union or really just a kind of a, a toss-up? Um that'd be part one. And then part two is If you're in the union, if you get laid off in your non-union, you just you're out of a job. (laughs) You know, you you got to go find another job. You got to find another J. But if you're in the union and you get laid off, what do you do, Chris? What's what's the process? And of course, Jay, chime in as well. What's the process that to to your best of your knowledge, what you do with that?
2: Oh, man, these guys getting laid off, you would think that the uh, the world was coming to an end for these guys it was i was so i was on the va job that was my job and when the contractor that i was with got fired from that job i mean it was
0: the whole contractor the got day, fired
2: the whole the, the whole, whole v- electrical the whole the, the ime i was with ime so these guys got fired and i'm telling you paul it was like the Not even the end of the day. It was after lunch. But all of a sudden, uh, the foreman comes. He's like, pack your tools. We're leaving the job site. I was like, what? So everybody is just pissed off or sad. Um, The journeyman that I was working with at the time, uh, Daniel, he's from Arizona. So he didn't know what he was going to do. He didn't know because he has to go sign book two. And it's really first come, first serve. So you go to the union hall and you sign this book so that when they get work or there's a job available, oh, they start going down one, the
0: names on book, that list. Book one's going to get it before book two.
1: Exactly. Sure. That's the seniority exactly. stuff. That's mm. Exactly.
0: God, so he's from Arizona. So he's like, I'm all the way out he's here. book
2: two. Yeah, he better. Exactly. So, and I actually end up, I think he ended up going back to Arizona. Oh, he ended up. That's what he did. Yeah. Back to his union so that he can get on book one. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So it was uh, it was uh, I think it was a Friday that happened. So every single apprentice carried their journeyman's tools off the job site. I said bye to my journeyman. Um, a couple others that I worked with you know it was sad to see him go everybody just saying bye like they never right, like it's again. over you know huh? you know that that's that loyalty to <laughs> they it's the last have. it's, it's, a,
0: it's the last that
2: union it's, it's the, the, the last, last day, day of, <laughs>
0: it's last day of high school like in Greece
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah. never
0: never
2: gonna see you guys again turns out I, I i really i never did so
1: how are you, you going to um, do it now if you do the last dance with the COVID? you got to keep your six-foot distance. So you better be doing long high-fives. Yeah, hey? Long high-fives.
0: So, <laughs> you know so we have other questions that are, that are coming yeah. in, in the room. And, and uh, one is a question now. You were with the union. Did you get any, you know – benefits that are that are unique pension did you did they set you up do you have to be in it so long do you get a pension plan going or or union i think has this big look at that beautiful mug all of those mugs are available also at electricianpride.com all kinds of mugs all right
1: so yeah they are and right. you can also get these uh oh, these yeah. 8 in 1 screwdrivers yeah chris Donate did you get one of these today.
0: No, he doesn't Don't have he. one. Oh, <laughs> all right. Sorry about that. Of course, the lights. Yes, the lights are in, too. You know. Cause. Anybody out there? Anybody out there that has a seizure because of these? Blame Jay, <laughs> not me. All right. All right. We're totally off topic here. So, and I forgot where I, the heck I was even at.
2: Oh, so we we're on the signing the books on the on the layoffs.
0: Okay. So Here's benefits. Where we
2: were at. We well, had yeah, the benefits. benefits.
0: So, did is there anything that you got in, inherently? See, when I was a contractor and, and had guys that worked for me, I, there were certain benefits I couldn't offer. I didn't offer pensions. Can't, can't offer that. Um, I didn't offer a, a 401k. Didn't offer that. And it talked about much when I was doing all that. Um, so, is there any benefits that you got or knew about? Maybe you didn't reach a point where you could achieve them that you know of in the in the union that, that really you don't have at the non-union?
2: Um the pension I was a first year so I, I think that comes into play around third fourth year. Okay. You probably you have to start, put your
0: time in there to get your to get something
2: yeah, like that. To start getting something going. Um the guys that retired had a journeyman that retired and I kid you not these guys are it's I don't know if it's like Religion to them, but they live to retire with the union. They're like, I'm making a lot more on retirement than I am now on the job.
0: Yeah. It's, uh, Jay, you want to, you know, smelly Henry? What a name. Smelly Henry. Come on, Henry. Get some Sasquatch <laughs> or something. I'm just playing, Henry.
1: So yeah, he what does Henry uh, say in here? He says, can only speak to my local, but our pension is underwater. So retired members want to aggressively recruit to protect their pension well, active members want to keep new members out. It sounds makes, like there's a little fight in there going yeah, on.
0: Yeah, it does. It sounds like the retired guys are like, look, I need new blood in order to pay into this pension. And then yeah. the ones that are there are saying, look, I don't need the additional competition. <laughs> you know, and, you know? and, and so, so much for the family So much atmosphere for the brotherhood. And that, yeah, yeah, exactly. And
2: politics.
0: Politics. It gets into everything, doesn't it? <laughs> And this is a no politics zone here, Jay. So, you know
1: One one thing I liked about the union though that they had they had a uh, they had a great um scale for pay. Their their pay scale was was very fair, if not probably more than the non union shop. So you're getting paid more but also you were paying in like Chris said, you're paying your quarterly dues back into them. And even when mm-hmm. I quit or or when I left the union, again I never went down to the books, I never got laid off. I chose to leave after that project was done. I chose to leave on good terms with Sturgeon, but then I went back to the non-union outfit. I actually went and worked out at a okay, – it was a, a runway, DIA runway here in Denver, which is amazing. But, um, yeah, so the pay scale was great. I was getting paid a lot more than what I was getting paid when I went back to the non-union. But, again, the atmosphere out in the non-union was a little yeah, but little talk, less.
0: but talk about that pay. Because of that pay with the union, things had to come out of that pay. Sure. So you got paid good, but things had to come out, right?
1: Yeah, so, so when you went in and, and they said, okay, I'm going to hire you on at $40 an hour, you're thinking, oh, great, 40 times 40 X amount. I'm, I'm budgeting my bills on this amount. I can save up. But then all of a sudden, you're taking your quarterly out. You're taking your schooling out. You're taking your union fees out. You have or additional fees too. Um, so really, at the end of the day, if you look at it, you were really only getting thirty bucks. You know, so the the forty looked really great, but then at the at the end of the day, I don't. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's thirty five, somewhere in between thirty and thirty five. So I was losing about five to seven bucks an hour than what they were really giving me.
0: All right, and so that that's things that people have to think into think about. I mean, but even then, you- it was
1: still really good pay, though. I mean, oh, it was still okay. really good pay for for the teaching that you're getting and the training you're getting, the jobs you're getting, and a little bit about what you're saying about um, projects. A lot of the union jobs, some union shops will get projects just because they're union. Okay, that job is for all union-based trades. So the mechanical, the plumbing, the electrical, the three main ones were union outfits. So what you're so saying you knew- is
0: what you're saying is that Hoffa, even though he's in a barrel somewhere, buried underneath some 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 uh wait a minute that was the teamsters never mind sorry (laughs) back door you know anyway so i'm sorry i interrupt you go ahead drink your bourbon drink your bourbon (laughs) i did notice some posts here in 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 uh i did notice that um uh ronbo probably jumped off but he was he was getting out of there so have a great night ronbo thanks for coming um, we did uh, have. Thanks for some... donating, Rumbo. Oh yeah, definitely. Thank you. We have some other questions we have. In there. Jonathan says,
2: uh, "What did he? What did he say here?" I noticed that California. He's, 16 he hours. Is.
0: He says depends on the local. You could receive pensions and annuities uh, in their local. It took 90 days to become after you became a first year. So in. I guess it's, so we say union, but everyone, every, every union, every local must do it a little differently. There's no set. Um, I guess they could do, you know, the pensions, and I guess, uh, I don't know how it works. I don't know if it's based on a big national bank of type of pensions that everybody's pulling from, or is it based local? Uh, so, I mean, some could start it in 90 days, and some you have to be there a couple of years to get some benefits and things like that. Uh, I guess there's maybe no uniformity to it. Okay, you just—it's just depending on what you you go in and you, you you negotiate or agree to or whatever's getting done in that area. So,
1: so looks like no set thing is what's in your contract. Now the numbers has a good point. He says once you're in the union, you can't work for a non-union outfit, and that is so true.
0: And now, wait a minute. And, wait a minute. Oh. You worked for a union. I did. But you didn't. You but then you went and worked for a non-union.
1: I wasn't no, it, still on their book, so I, I I let my my membership expire. Oh, so I, I if you're on the membership. books, you
0: can't. You, you're still there. Even if you go sign that book, waiting for a job somebody. If Jay would have come up to you and said, "Hey, I need you to do some work for me," you couldn't do it
1: because no. you're still on the union. You're still on I, the books. I, I, I want to say you can't even really go do side work on your own outside of that. That's a that's a no no too. I don't know if that's. A legit wording in their contract, but that was a big thing that guys in the union didn't like either. They didn't like you going and doing side work. Okay. And so that was a big topic on the jobs because I, I did side work all the time. That's kind of how you know the non-union guys coming up. You get your license, and you know you go do some some side work for some guys, family, close friends, whatever. No, Except the union, numbers, you didn't like it. As the
0: numbers said, unless you're getting paid, you're getting paid some cash, baby.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. Nobody Everything's knows. good with cash. Nobody knows. Show
2: me the money. Did that,
0: did that man pay you money? I don't see no money. <laughs> I don't see no money. You see money? I don't see no money. And I get it. I get it, numbers. There you go. Um, yeah, they're but
1: making 60, 60 bucks an hour, but that has to be California. Yeah, he did say California. He's going to say California rates are, are extremely high. Just because of the cost high? of living out there yeah their their rates that the contractors are making are subcontractors they make really good money out in California oh, okay. but I think the cost of living is is pretty high too well so no I
0: I, I I do that I do know that that's that's true because I have some friends that uh, uh went and moved to california and, and you saw what they paid, and I was like, dude that's good pay and he was like and he got there and he goes. Trust me, Paul, you have no idea. And I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, it costs a fortune. out of like four bucks a gallon of gas or three bucks. It's just crazy yeah. for the housing. And so it has to be adjusted, the pay rate, again, depending on where you're at. I know that when I worked for the city of Richmond, Virginia, uh, as their engineer, and I just, went, I just went up the road one hour to northern Virginia, in northern mm-hmm. Virginia, near D.C., and, and I almost had to get about $15,000 a year more just to compensate for the cost of living that it was just by going to Northern Virginia, uh, because of the rents and everything is, it was crazy. So I can only imagine California. Of course, California is California.
1: Yeah. Smelly Henry has a good, uh, point too, with side work is an issue with, with his, uh, NECA contract because they view it as competition. Union doesn't care about side work. And that's a, that's one thing that I was hearing too when I was working for him. They said, oh, it's competition. I said, how's my neighbor competition to you guys? You guys are doing a 30,000 square foot building and a large project. And probably not even doing
0: commercial, I mean, residential work.
1: (laughs) No, no. the union shops out here are commercial base and you don't want me to go fix a light fixture for my neighbor? Come on, man. Like, (laughs) That's (laughs) that's what I do. So I I really didn't like that in the union either. I didn't like how, how they just... They would, they would nitpick at you on things that you would do outside of work, you know.
0: Okay, so. but being the advocate here, because, again, we're not, we're not, we're not going to be uh, – we're not dumping on the union because, no, again, there's, there's some good things involved in it. Uh, benefits, again, sometimes that is a problem. People need the benefits, and they <laughs> mm-hmm. offer, can offer some good benefits. Again, important, not all contractors that are not union, the non-unions, don't always offer benefits. Okay, and might not offer health insurance, although I don't know what the Affordable Care Act thing going on now, but they might not offer some of the same perks, so you have to you have to weigh in it, but I think you said once you go and you get into the union, if you make that decision, I think your your, your thing you told me one other time is stick in it if you're going to stick in it
1: stick until, in all the way
0: all the way until you, you, you do reach like Chris, you, you reach that point where either something just either doesn't smell right. Or something goes on that, that forces you into another path. And then and then you just have to do it. I mean, we all have to make a living. We all have to choose the path that we choose. And so, but there's plenty of people I know in the union have been in there and put 25 years in it. And they will swear by it. And they're going to have a really good, hopefully, pension. Uh, if it doesn't tank or whatever happens, you know, that type of things. And so, um, yeah, so, I mean, there's there's good sides to, to both.
1: Uh, the- I'm wondering, Chris, when you went down and you, got, you had to go sign the books, let's say you got laid off um, from the union job, were you getting any income in? Were they giving you anything to sit um, maybe for that week or two or however long it takes? So I never got laid off.
2: Okay. When, so when the layoff happened at the VA, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't actually know the process personally, um, except for the guys that are you know, in, the, in my class. Um, I got transferred out to the airport under my aunt's husband. He was a general foreman out at the airport. So okay. when they caught word that the VA job was shutting down, he knows I was on that job. And he, he made... They basically, yeah, he was like, that apprentice, I'm pulling him off that job to come out here to the airport oh, That's good for some months. But the guys that were in class... No, they didn't get paid. They were, they were laid off. They were laid off waiting for work, and it was uh, it was only a couple of weeks. I mean, the same guys that got laid off went right back to work under Sturgeon at the VA. Yeah. So you're to on finish the finish that job off.
0: You're on the book. You're you're not getting paid.
2: Mm-mm. No, Do you're you not still, getting paid.
0: Are you still required to pay your dues?
2: Uh, yes. So yes. Do they so don't suspend the dues? They don't. For that no. Already, no. No, their dues still, are going. And I'm almost going. positive that after. I think if you get laid off and you're, and you're not working for, I think it's three weeks, that health care, those health care benefits also expire until you start working again. Okay. That was a downside also. Okay. Downside. There was a couple guys who, who were, they had, uh, they couldn't do a, a doctor's appointment or something because their, their benefits had, had expired. They weren't working for over three weeks or something like that.
0: Well, that's got to suck, especially if yeah, that's so, the insurance that your family's under.
1: Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So when you when you go down to sign these books and let's say you're working for a sturgeon and and maybe someone in the chat will will chime in on this or or you guys might know. But if I go down, I work for sturgeon and they lay me off and I go down to the IBW hall and I sign the book. Am I waiting for sturgeons, another sturgeon job or can I go work for another union outfit? Can I go work for IME or another company? You know what I mean? Am I am, am I just linked in to Sturgeon? So when Sturgeon has an opening, I get shifted there or So you were with Sturgeon? Any, any you with union?
0: Sturgeon, you get laid off and you're thinking, "Am I tied to Sturgeon?" Even if I go sign the no, book. No, and yeah, and, or can and, I get and a and job with anybody. The
2: ca- And no, and that and that's not the case. Like I said, these guys on the VA when they got laid off, the outfit they were with was IME. So they go down and sign the book and basically Sturgeon gets the job. Sturgeon calls the hall saying, I need X amount of guys. All right. So they start hitting that book one going down that list. And gotcha. then you back out to that job under a different outfit.
1: That's that's actually nice. I, I like that concept. I like that you can go sign the book and you're not waiting for that contract or that company to go get a job. You can mm-hmm. go work for another company just when your name's mm-hmm. called. Mm-hmm. Um exactly. Again, it's new people, so you're not seeing the same people, but you're still part of that brotherhood, that unionship that they're going, hey, man, you're without a job. Come join us. Let's go rock this job out. That's pretty cool. That I, that I like. And then we that have a, I really like. We
0: have other chatter in there, I, I think, uh, Jay, that says that, again, there is a concept of where you can bank some hours. So if you, you, you're you there a certain time, you can bank some hours, I'm assuming, to draw on so that if you are longer oh, than sure. three weeks or longer – that you might be able to bank some hours to draw on. But again, you're still going to be drawing on those hours. You're still going to be drawing on uh, that. uh, But again, it seems like different areas you have that option again, to be able to, to do that. Um, um, I I guess I look for benefits between union and non-union. I I guess I look at the fact that if I've got to feed my family and I've got a job and I'm learning a trade and I'm working in a union, it's solid work. uh, In if I'm laid off, I don't have to run around and pull out a newspaper and start looking at the wanting ads right away. Sure. I just can go to the hall and, and sign the book and, and, and hope that you know somebody, I mean, if there's enough work going on in your area, it, it, it could get me back out there. Um, so, I mean, there is that thought that, okay, I, I am going to work again. I mean, I'm you know, in seniority-wise, but I am going to work again, so you put it on there. Whereas if you laid off in a non-union job – You're just you're 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 off, and you've got to go find another employer. So Mm -hmm. that is a benefit, whether people believe it or not. It's whether your name's sitting on a book or not. uh, Your name is sitting somewhere, okay, and it equates to me having to put in a. And also, I explain it this way: it's probably easier to do that than it is to go put in resumes and have to convince a new employer of your worth when you're already in the union, you're on the book, they already know your worth. I mean, you're That's on the right. book, you're, you're in the union, okay? You're in that, that, that brotherhood there. They, they know this. So you get a, a certain amount of credibility up front. Not so much if you're a non-union and you lose a job. I mean, you're, you're hitting the ground running. You're going to have to find another company, okay? And you might run into a, a Jay Grunberg. And, uh, you know, and he can offer you, you know, a job, that type of thing. But, again, you, you have to actively go at it and, And uh, things like that. So, I mean, I can see some benefits either way. I know people that – I remember growing up, my my mom used to always say, because I was always doing wild things, and she used to say, you need to find a job, and you need to stay there for 30 years and retire. And I was like, but that's great, Mom, but I don't always find that kind of job you want to be somewhere for 30 years. I was always itching to do something, you know, that type of thing. But if you want to be an electrician, you you can go into the union, you can put in your time, you can put in your years – you can work your way up, and that brings me to the next question, Chris, and Jay, you can comment as well, is what about career advancements in the union? Is it, is it, is it is political in who moves up, or is it very much merit-based in, in, in how you do your work and that type of thing? And you might not be able to comment on that being only in a year or so, but when you saw people move up, did the proper people move up? Did, or did it seem like it was a, a, the good old boy thing? I, I don't know much in history, and I never ask. Um, many of my friends that moved up were very tight with me. So, uh, you know, it was always heavy in <laughs> the code. They always are outspoken, and, and, and they would call me, and, and I would give them stuff that they could feed to the people. And we worked together. And They all seemed to get move up. Um, but I don't know. What's your thought? Is Is it very political still, the same concept of whether you move from up in the – in the union,
2: I would I would think so. Um, just just for a simple fact, I mean, like if you start with this company and you get a good rep with this company, you know, of course you're going to do good. But then,
0: of course, you're still with the company, right? So I keep focusing exactly. that it's a union, but it's still a company you work for. But then, the eventually, union's just a group.
2: Ev- eventually you can you you know you can get a status, you know, like Chris did, where he can be like, I know this guy, I'm gonna pull him onto my job. Okay. rather than me going down and signing the books like I should have like every other apprentice
0: you were able to bypass and waiting that.
2: for for my name exactly you know so okay. it's like i i'm thinking you know it could very much fall 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 under you know it's who you know not what you know so, you know and who i know was yeah. a very higher up you know general foreman on this job so work your butt
0: off Get to know people. Don't be a smart aleck. Get in trouble. <laughs> you don't want to get attention for the wrong reasons.
2: Exactly. And that's Ten- exactly what I did. I got attention for the wrong reasons. That's <laughs> <laughs> so I got in trouble. <laughs>
0: well, the guy snagged you away anyway. So he's like, get out of here. Get out of here. So, cool. That's all cool.
1: Um, yeah, it's, uh, Elwood, Elwood said it's all political. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, he says it's all political. I think whether it's union or non-union, sometimes it's what you know and then sometimes it's who you know. It's it's half and half. You you can't go in there knowing what you know or knowing more than a certain amount of guys and not demanding that position. You know, if if I go in there and I and, and whether I'm working for a union shop or non union shop and I have the leadership skills and I'm looking around and I feel comfortable enough and, and I see three guys that are above me that aren't taking the, the bull by the horns, I'm, I'm probably going to eventually say something because I'm getting directions from these guys. And if I'm not getting good directions or, or it's unsafe or whatever, whatever the situation is, I'm, I'm going to go in there and I'm going to talk to the higher-ups and I'm going to say, hey, man, I need to be in this position. I need to be where this guy is or at, at least the same platform, the same level as these guys. So. But sometimes they get in that position it's because who they know. Yeah, well, I'm not say saying like, that was Chris's position, but
0: right. What well, I'm seeing, like Jonathan here, he started with the one company and he topped out in 2014. Came a foreman, then in 2015, general foreman. 2016, project manager. Okay, that yeah. type. You know. Good job,
1: Jonathan. So, Good job, man.
0: You know, and uh, and if I'm if I'm not mistaken, Jonathan was also in our fast tracks program.
1: Uh, yeah, Coach Strong. Coach Strong. So
0: I could be wrong, Jonathan, but I've, I try to remember every name. Uh, but it's sometimes it's it's tough for me as I know old jokes tonight from Jay. But sometimes it's uh, it's tough for me. It's tough for me. This gray is real.
1: All right. I can't say much because Chris is a lot younger than I am, so I got to be careful. He's a gonna lot. hit me with the old jokes. So. A lot. <laughs>
0: A lot oh, man. wow then, then then Chris, I am quite ancient, okay, so All
1: right, uh, you know what you 're supposed to do and work hard is is what Jonathan says too and and that 's great, man, yeah, just put if, if you 're going in as an apprentice as a first year apprentice, whether it 's junior or non union show up early. We talked about this last week. Show up early, um, get with the right guys you, you can pick out the crowd that you want to associate yourself with, mm-hmm. um, put your head down and and do what you do, do one task at a time. Finish that task. Go to that crew lead. That that journeyman. Hey man, what's my next task? Or hey, can we go look at my the task you gave me so I know that I've done it right? Or what what can I do to do this faster, quicker? Start asking the right questions. It's not about oh what you're doing tonight, what you're doing tomorrow night, hanging out, partying. It's it's about the job that you're there to do. And mm-hmm. if, if you can do that, you'll you'll do what Jonathan did in four six years, move up to that project manager. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah, I think some of the younger guys play around a little too early because they say they, they use that mentality. Life is short. I want to party. I'm telling you right now. And I've told this to many people. And, again, for the younger people that, that, that come into it, I say, you know what, you're 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 25, all the way up to 30. That is your work stage. When you get over 30, you hopefully will start reaping the benefits of all the hard work that you put in in those earlier stages. There's a reason why uh, people go to college and go to school early, okay? Mm-hmm. There's a reason why you finish high school and people that do go to college go straight to college, unlike me who went later in life. But there's a reason because, again, you get all of that out of the way so you can spend the time in your career putting, you know, reaping the benefits of all that hard work up front. And that's yeah. what you want to do. You learn your skill. You learn your trade. Um, you go you know, do your job, and, and you will get noticed, if you do your job. Now, I was going to say, Jonathan is a habitual test taker. He just got his master's in Virginia and now he signed up for Ohio and Louisiana. So his company's actually put him in a position where I believe he's the uh, licensee for that company. I think he's going to be the one so that has the licenses in all these
1: states. Is, is he taking Jonathan? Are you taking these you said sign up so i I take it that you're taking these tests because here in colorado if you have a journeyman's residential wireman's or master i don't know about residential wireman's but i know journeyman's and masters reciprocate with 14 other states so you can pull that up and we do too i i think we actually reciprocate with texas i think that's one of the states actually that that colorado and texas have in common but just because colorado does 13 additional ones doesn't mean that the ones down in texas do those 13 either they can all be different Mm -hmm. so you have to you have to make sure that that you're looking if you're planning on moving and you're licensed guy and you plan on moving to a different state before you go sign up for an exam see if you can just transfer your license over or what Uh, you have to do so
0: yeah so when i came to texas i they don't have a reciprocity with virginia so um and then they of course many people know that story they wouldn't let me take the test in the state of Texas because I helped write the test for the state of Texas. So it was awkward because it would have been the easiest test I've ever taken. And somehow I knew the questions, but uh, I got special permission and and had to stop serving as one of their uh, test writers or whatnot for a year uh, and step away. And then they allowed me to take the test. So um, I've never been grandfathered. I literally have taken every test in every state that I do have a license in. So, once you learn the National Electrical Code, it's pretty easy. It doesn't matter what state it is; they're all built on the code. So, build your foundation. Jay, I said I wouldn't turn this into a code class tonight. I'm sorry.
1: No, but I mean, it's great that Jonathan's showing his, uh, his, his guide, his, or his goals, and he and he even says it. He says you can reciprocate with those states, but. You're better off just taking those tests. So you probably are. You just get your hours from your state, send them over to the to the Head, board you're right. in the other state. Headache, just grief. Take it. Just
0: take the test. You're gonna take ace it. Test, you're gonna yeah. ace it anyway. All of my fast track awesome. students all of fast track students do that anyway, they ace it. Ace it.
1: Jonathan has thirty more. Jeez, thirty, <laughs> Jonathan, 30 more. You're gonna be the test taking pro, man. <laughs> We're gonna have to get Jonathan on here after uh, those thirty tests
0: yeah. and and question him because
1: I got some questions for Jonathan that I want I want to hear from him. <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: so. absolutely,
0: absolutely. Again, um, oh, cool. What? Well, well, I you know, it, I guess it comes to where we we talk about. Uh, stability so again when we're talking about tough times you know obviously we're in the middle of a pandemic and whether you think it's overly blown out of proportion or you experienced it and you know that it's very much a reality that we have to be worried about every day uh, no matter which side of the fence you sit on it's going to affect us as electricians Um, i know electrical contractors who uh, are you know they're doing work, but they're doing it in shifts. In other words, the electrical crew is in doing some work, but you can't have mechanical guys. You can't have plumbing guys in there. They're doing it in shifts, and they're practicing social distancing, which is not so hard to do on a big job site. If you've got tasks to do, they can pretty much spread out. You give the, you give the uh, apprentices or you give the journeymen or whatever a task, and you send them on their way. Uh, that's what a good lead will do. Um, but in y'all's experience, uh, I mean, I don't know what you've seen. Uh, dealing with the pandemic, but you were telling me something, Jay, about uh, if if a job site even gets the whiff that somebody has something. What, what's going on with that? Because I have heard some of that too. Is it just a, a, a hard shutdown?
1: Yeah, I've heard of the hard shutdowns on, on a few sites. Um, when the COVID thing first came big, they were shutting them down right away. Um, they were shutting down big, big contracts, especially the commercial side. Even though us electricians, we were we were considered essentials because we got to keep power going. Right. You know, we're always troubleshooting, always keeping, um, always keeping moving. But the big job sites were shutting down. So my buddies that were doing commercial were like, hey, man, I'm, I'm on a furlough for for a month or two. Well, and then they get they're thinking that the whole COVID thing because we didn't know how long it was going to last. We, we still don't really know how long it's going to last until and, and the end of it comes and, and we can go back to what people call normal. But they were shutting them down and then they said, OK, well, we'll do these steps to get back in. So maybe instead of 20 electricians, we'll only have 10 electricians instead of 20 plumbers, 10. So they, they man down to like almost a skeleton crew on the bigger jobs and then they would go in there and and if if one guy caught it, they would shut it down again. That's their protocol, you know, or maybe three guys. maybe they have to be under a certain amount of cases for a week or for a month. So really, it was just depending on what jurisdiction you were in depends on on what the um guidelines are or what company you're with. Other guys are just going full blast right. you know us as a non as as a smaller company and and we do a lot of basements, as, as you guys already know. We we kept it going. I mean, we, we go in there with face masks, especially if we're talking to the customers um, or working around other trades and even sometimes with each other. And then sometimes we we just are around each other, so we'll drop the face mask. We don't have a protocol that we require them around, but we do try to separate guys to their rooms. So I, I assign a guy per room. We take our breaks a little distance apart, but um, we haven't skipped a beat wow. um, for That's us. That's awesome. So. Very fortunate.
0: Yeah. So, okay. Well, that's good. Uh, we need to get back to work. We we need to put all this behind us, and uh, everything else starts crashing down if we don't keep everybody working and money in people's pockets and moving forward. I yeah. think that we can. We got to do something. I think we're all adults, and we can make decisions on whether or not we can do this or do that. But um, I will say that there was a comment here that Smelly Red. If we're gonna if we're gonna talk <laughs> about, I'm, and I'm just sure to get to Smelly now. Uh, rather than Henry. I'm just going to call you Smelly. And it says, um, one of his questions says, when he was in a first-year apprentice, he got reported for having a tool not on the tool Uh. list that I had from when I worked non-union. He had to appear before an executive board and explain himself, and then he had to pay a fine. Uh. I'm going to tell you right now. (laughs) if you're that, in the fence fine. if you're in the fence about whether to be union or non-union after that then you're like find me because I of a read tool? That what
2: i read i read that comment these guys are very america type guys <laughs> and I, I had this journeyman and he's like hand me this and i'm trying to be a good apprentice hand him stuff he's like hand me some pliers and i him my pliers and he's like China and chucked them (laughs) across the job site. Hey, Jay, he will not appreciate (laughs)
0: my harbor freight, okay? (laughs) You cannot have my harbor freight stuff on a job site that is union. (laughs)
1: why, why are no, these man, guys he, not wearing tools do they not tool up i mean because when i when i did it i tooled up but i didn't see any other guys tooling up is it that's a thing in the union isn't it you don't you don't no, wear bags don't,
2: they, no they don't wear bags at all they they got uh, they got pocket caddies i got my
1: you see my oh pocket caddy I have? the old pocket that's
2: electrician oh this little three three four they,
0: tools that's it
2: that's something it. like that yeah hey we had a comment on that a couple
0: it. shows ago you know i used to laugh and then when I'd see a, a, an apprentice or a helper in, in, or, you know, first year or two, they'd have the full pouch on their hip with about 50 tools in the thing and walking with, like this because of the weight, you know, and I'm, and I'm sitting there going, rookie, you know, <laughs> rookie, you know. <laughs> after, after about a year or two, you see them again, and they got the little pouch with just the essential tools they need, you know, and uh, that type of thing. So, cool. Well, Chris? Uh, do you have anything else you want to want to say to our listeners that have anything to do with union, non-union? We pretty much covered most of it. Again, do you want to? Do, do we want to redeem ourselves for anything in the union? Do we want to? Do we want to <laughs> say I'm sorry? It was, um, all, it was all me. It was <laughs> take me off the hit list. It was all just me. no, no. no
2: I mean, no kudos up to union. I'm definitely a non-union shot. Like I said, Jay. I take care of him, he takes care of me, I take care of him, he's a very good guy, but you know, my time in the union, it was, it, was, it was fun while it lasted, you know, and mm-hmm. all the guys that have a career in union, I'm not going to downplay that, you know, sure. kudos, kudos for those guys, sure. most definitely. It's a, good, it's a good outfit, but it just wasn't for me. Sure. And
0: if you get a good employee you work for that can give you some, some comparable uh, things uh, and take care of you, or at least afford you to be able to, to, to take care of yourself, and then that goes, that goes a long way. You know, <laughs> so that's awesome, Jay. Any, any any ending thoughts that you would want to want to end on with it uh, about the union non union segment? I think we t- covered some pretty good topics. Those that rewatch this broadcast will be able to see the the, the chats on screen because they are kept in there for perpetuity, and you'll be able to see it. And so they'll get a kind of a flavor of some of the people that have chimed in as well. And for those that are over on the podcast you can always watch the rebroadcast and kind of see what uh, what the, the topics in the conversation amongst the different chatters that joined us but jay is there anything you want to add to this before we we close out tonight's show
1: nope i think i think we hit it all other than or i'll, I'll go over it again is if you're going to go in to the union try to go in early in your apprenticeship so that way you can reap all the benefits of what the union offers. I think if you go in early enough, you'll get everything that that they'll give you. And then after you get licensed, make your decision as that licensed electrician if you want to stick with them because they've been good to you or if you want to go test the waters or the grass on the other side, or test the waters, whatever you want to call it. Um make that decision after you've got that license. So um that's that's all I got, guys. Cuz it'll
0: be kind of tough if you don't have the license. You, you need to already have the license so you can make that separation and still continue to work
1: yeah i I think get that license because for a journeyman it takes four years so show that commitment i mean if they run you out or you're feeling disrespected or downplayed or down talked to then you leave immediately there's other contractors that will treat you fair and and when i say fair apprentices you have it rough man you're gonna have it rough until you earn your way you're gonna be the grunt yeah yeah
2: they're gonna gonna treat you Thick skin, thick skin, thick skin of a Let's stick it in. There was, uh, Paul, real fast, I'm sorry. I don't know why we didn't touch base on this at the beginning of the show. If you do start out with the union, you will be with them, you know, eight years. Just for the simple fact, their apprenticeship program is four years. You go into that apprenticeship program, you sign a contract saying you complete that four years, you return four years as a journeyman. Oh, Oh, wow. Giving back.
0: So it's it's um, it's they're they're putting the education in. It, it, there's a cost to this. I mean, there's a cost to mm-hmm. the education. Um, mm-hmm. In you know, I think when I did a series of couple classes for the union, um, and I'm going to date myself, and I don't like to talk numbers, but I think it was we had a contract where I was teaching for for three or four classes, and it was twenty six thousand dollars is what my company charged to teach them those classes. Uh, it was spread out, but it was, I mean, they put the money in it, and they pay for it. And they're paying, mm-hmm. there's a certain dollar value for every person that's learning. So I guess it's like anything. It's like, the, you know, it's like when you, the, 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 when you go into the military or some ROTC, they'll pay for your college, but after you get out, mm-hmm. they expect you to pull the, pull the time, right? So it's the same, same scenario. They, they're going to train you for four years. They expect you to get four years. Now, you mm-hmm. went in a year and a half, and you pulled out. Any repercussions from that?
2: Um, I had to go dispute it with them. Um, I did. Uh, I think I ended up having to pay like a $700 fine. But it wasn't me getting pulled out. They kind of forced my hand. I okay. absented out
0: okay.
2: is what happened. I never I never said, have you guys, I'm out of here. You know, <laughs> it right. was just kind of like a force of the hand thing. So I had to pay a fee back to them
0: Right. You okay. know, for... For well, the amount of time you're in, you in, because you weren't it. in for four yeah. years.
2: <laughs> if you no. had
0: been three years and eleven months, and you didn't, <laughs> and, and then who knows what they would have they would have tried to hit you with. Been field. a lot
2: more, probably been a lot more, but yeah, I did had to had to dispute a fine with them. I did. I did always wonder
0: how that works. If 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 I'm going, if that's the case, and I go three years, eleven months, and I'm out, and <laughs> they come to me and say you owe me fourteen grand, I'm gonna look yeah. at them and go. You ain't getting fourteen grand. How are you yeah. gonna make me? What are you gonna take me to jail? What is it? Some kind of union police gonna show up at my door and and knock on my door say, "Hey, Paul, we're locking you up in the union jail." I mean, I don't know how these fees are enforced. I'm just saying, I don't know how that happens.
1: But they got a friend they probably with the have sheriff. Training program in there. They probably have a training program, anyways, in that jail.
0: Probably, yeah, you get a bunch better. Probably a they, better they, education in the jail. I'm
1: sure they, so. they do have good training. So,
0: but I mean, again, they make me pay the fee, but I'm I'm not sure if I I said, no, I'm not paying your fee. I think what it means that I'd probably have a, I obviously would have a hard time ever getting another job in the union, right? It's pretty, pretty sure. My name would be mud, pretty sure. And, Mm -hmm. but Jay would hire you anyway. So it would be, it's, it's all good. You you could go non-union and you say, I'm not paying the money. And I imagine there's some people that probably don't pay the money. They're probably like, (laughs) And and incidentally, everybody out there, Jay is still stumping for Milwaukee. Okay? He's still stumping for Milwaukee to give him some, uh, to sponsor a show.
1: Oh, come on. (laughs) I haven't
0: gotten any response from Milwaukee. Sorry.
1: Uh, Sorry. We'll shoot for next week.
0: (laughs) Yeah, there you go. All right, everybody. Well, again, for Chris and Jay, my name's Paul, and we want to thank you all for joining us. This week on Electrician Live, we'll catch you next week. Till next time, stay safe. God bless.